hey, just press the record button. Fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> Welcome to the Small Business Surgeon Podcast, the show where we dissect the businesses of top producers, examine their growth strategies, and share with you the bare bones of their success. I am your host, Samuel Smith, and I'm glad you're here. Let's operate. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to this week's episode of... Sam and Kyle, see what's up? That was so good, man. Well done. Well done. Uh, Yes, so uh, Small Business Surgeon podcast on uh, on mondays we have full-length interviews and on wednesdays we uh, we just check out what's going on in the world of news and news headlines uh, me and kyle so i'm uh, i'm sam the small business surgeon i'm in my uh, early 40s and kyle's in his uh, how old are you mate i'm 23 so kyle's in his early 20s so he hasn't quite had the uh, had the shine rubbed off him yet he's still very uh, very very optimistic and naive about the world so um we love it I, before uh, we get started i we just got back from that. Media Founders got back from that. Yes, I had somebody did. approach us, approach me, and say, Hey, Kyle, I know you from the Small Business Surgeon, no and shit. I look forward to Wednesday's episodes. And that was like, that was cool. Like, I that is our you. entirely different. Like, it was some big dude. He was like, I drive, like, I spend my entire life on the road. Podcasts are my shit. Dude, that's and so fucking that was, cool. That was cool. I'm, yes. Like, that, that, uh, you know, I had a I had a rough week um, this last week, right? And um, you know, regular listeners uh, know I lo- I lost a, a lifelong friend, and I was struggling with it. And some a, a lady on Facebook, um, she sent me a, a, a she posted in a thread, and I had no idea that that so many people listen and stuff. But she posted in a thread. And she said, I read your posts every day, and I used to write out your motivating messages um, to, to give me some reason and some courage to go on. We're getting a phone call there. Even your Mac is not a touchscreen. My Mac. <laughs> God damn it. I, and he's not going to edit that out either. Um, but no, she she sent me a picture of some, some note cards from a couple of years ago where she'd been writing out the stuff that I'd said. And, uh, you don't realize that people are, are listening the way they are, but, um, no, it's, it, it's very nice to get, to get recognized for the work. So exactly. congratulations on being yeah. recognized. That was cool. So, like numbers on a screen are one thing, but like face to face, that's cool. So, so the show, um, I, small business surgeons, mainly business, um, mindset and, you know, we we go out like Andy Frisella, uh, one of one of my favorite podcasters to listen to. He says, you know, what kind of uh, what kind of business can exist without uh, without people paying attention to what's going on in the news? So um, you get a forty year old's perspective of the news, and you get a twenty year old's perspective of the news. So uh, um, yeah, we pick three news articles, we talk about them, we discuss them. I have not read them yet, and then we have a uh, a fourth lighter news article to come at the end where. What's the end segment about, Kyle? Super cool? Shut up, fool. <laughs> I like that. So we assign it. It's either really cool or it's really stupid. And uh, we just talk about and uh, and see what we see. So what is the first headline up on the, uh, on the agenda today, man? Well, from AP News, a library study has found that, quote-unquote, challenged books soared in 2021. Challenged books. As in books that they say these are not appropriate for to be read. Get them out of here. Like, they're banning books. How do you determine if a book's appropriate or not to be read? I'm not entirely certain, truthfully. Like, I, I've 
always had the philosophy of if you can read it, you should be allowed to read it. Well, I think if we have a right to, to freedom of speech, then, like, if, if I want to publish a book, I should be able to publish it, and the marketplace should be able to decide who <laughs> reads it. But then you got the idea of, well, well who decides if a book is, is, is dangerous? You know, who decides if the ideas are dangerous? Um, you know, the, the article says here, a year ago, we may have been receiving one or maybe two reports a day about a book being challenged at a library. Usually those calls would be for guidance. Now we're getting three or four or five reports a day. You know, man, you can't ban books, mate. <laughs> You cannot ban books. I, I understand if you, for whatever reason, don't agree with what's contained in that book. Yeah, but you can't ban You can't opinion. ban it. No, you can't. And it's the the most annoying part, at least personally, is the two most challenged books on, like, on the top of that list are a graphic memoir about sexual identity called Gender Queer by, and Jonathan Envision's Lawn Boy, a coming-of-age novel narrated by a young gay man. Those are the two that are being singled out because they are, quote-unquote, harmful to minors. And I don't think you should have that talk before your kid is ready for that talk. But your kid's not going to go seek out that book until he's ready to have that talk. I, shit, I don't know. Man. I don't think anything there is harmful to minors, and I don't think you can be banning books. Mm. That's tough. You know, there's there's a lot of shit about gender and shit in the news right now, and I, I don't know why that's such a big talking point. Mm -hmm. I think if a gay guy wants to write a book about being gay and put it in the library, he should have every right to, to write that book and leave it on the shelf. Yes. Um, you know, I'm not talking about taking these books and pushing them in classrooms and making sure everybody in the class has read the book. Like, you know... They, there are some books in English literature that I think are, you know, imperative uh, to read. One that that didn't get a lot of, um, uh, you know, you got To Kill a Mockingbird in 1984 and all that shit. But one of them that really struck out for me, I can't remember the name of the author. It's one we studied in high school. It was called Roll of Thunder, Hear My Cry. And it I was, never got that one. It was written by a young uh, black slave girl in Mississippi mm -hmm. in the uh, in the 1920s, and it talked about you know the the racial tensions and the lynchings, and you know they they walked to school with one boy that had a big mouth on him, and he was always trouble, and one day they they never saw him again, and you know he got lynched and they hung him, um, and and books like that should I think should be required reading for classrooms. Um, That's part this, of something you can't just ignore. This isn't talking about required reading, though. Mm -hmm. This is just, should a book written by a gay guy be available to a kid in the school library? Yeah. And I think that, you know, you can't remove that kind of shit mm -mm. From, from any... I think that it, it doesn't matter what your orientation is. It, it, whatever you have to say, if you want to say it, you should be allowed to write that down, publish it, and see if people want to read it. Like, and... You know, the, how many hundreds of thousands of failed publishers are there? You know, how many authors have tried to write a book and never made it? Okay. I think that if, if one guy... Now, I've never read either of these two books, and in, in all honesty, I've never heard of either of these two books. Um, but, you know, as a teenager, like, it's been a minute since I've been a teenager, but, you know, I liked girls. Mm -hmm. And if there had been a book about you know, a teenage boy's story about how he 
like fucking you know went from a shy teenage boy to being comfortable picking up girls then i would have probably read that because mm-hmm. it, it resonates with you right it's so, something you can relate to as a teenage boy i would not have gone to the bookshelf and got the got the book about being gay exactly because you were never questioning your but were i gay i might like a book to read yes like what's the fucking problem exactly <laughs> it hurts literally nobody i know right all right so yeah like guys stop fucking worrying about it if you have raised a kid that is smart enough and has the desire and the drive to go pick up a fucking book and read it you've already beaten out you know 60 or 70 percent of the, the the young kids in this country man like let them read and let the books be published and you know the fucking shit can be gay shit can be straight you, you read it you decide whether you want to act on it you know? <laughs> like <laughs> that's it yeah like you know shit yes. how, how much porn have you watched uh, too much ever had a dick in your mouth no exactly <laughs> all right what's the next question <laughs> next on the list uh <laughs> elon musk is back in the news suddenly talking of dicks as, in of, as of monday he is twitter's biggest stakeholder owning 9.2 percent of all of the shares of twitter your dad texted me about this this morning so you see i've seen it so what are the implications of Elon Musk having almost 10% of Twitter? Truthfully, I don't know. Because in, from what I understand, Twitter's been dying for the past few years. Well, everything dies when you make up rules that are stupid. Yeah. Like, like when, when you make up rules that are stupid and say, it's my ball and, and we're going to play by my rules, the kids just fucking wander off and they go find another ball to kick. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that a lot of big tech companies are starting to see that now, especially as the 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 Hunter Biden laptop scandal is breaking and people are, you know, more and more disillusioned with news sources. Um, so you've got that one. You've got the Russia Gate with the dossier from the Clintons that now has been confirmed. You've got um, the like all of the censorship of ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine when COVID first broke. You've got all of the censorship of the adverse reactions to the vaccines. You've got all the censorship of insider trading. So we've got this quote-unquote free speech platform that won't actually let us have free speech. I think that <clears throat> I think that somebody coming in with a set of balls as big as Elon Musk and saying, hey, I own 9% of this company. We're going to have some free speech. How can that be a bad thing? I don't think it is a bad thing. I'm just confused as to why... Elon would go by 10% of Twitter instead of just starting his own. 100% of Elon's Twitter. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Maybe that Twitter is just like they've got such a head start. Um, So do you think that 10% actually gives him any control of anything? I've no idea. I don't know how that shit works. Um, But, you know, he's got 80 million people following him on Twitter. and. He's, he says right here he is giving serious thought to creating his own social media platform and that's the thing because like whoever controls the ox cord controls what's on the radio in the road trip mm-hmm. and at some point when you build these platforms out and you get hundreds and hundreds of thousands of listeners then your opinion and the weight your opinion carries can affect like millions of people. And that's, that's a really huge responsibility. Who's to say that Elon Musk is right about all this shit. Like who's to say who's right and who's wrong. I think Elon Musk has some pretty incredible ideas. 
Yeah. Probably better ideas than I've had, so I nah, at least no, like no. to hear them We've out. all thought about shooting a car into space with a rocket, just none of us have ever done it. <laughs> <laughs> none of us have ever had the means to make it happen. Yeah, fuck it. I'm going to send a car into space. I like how there's a non-zero chance in getting in a car wreck in space now. <laughs> Try explaining that one to your insurance. Pull up at an asteroid. This roaster just came out of nowhere. <laughs> I pulled up at an asteroid and this Asian lady hit me from behind. <laughs> she was looking at her phone. The space bar. I don't know, dude. I think that um, I think we're about to see another another shift culturally um, on the internet to where there's a lot of interest in setting up uncensored and unrestricted platforms. Um, is it a good is it a good time to talk about Alice? Talk about what? Talk about our unrestricted platform that I mean, we're building. Like, I guess that's up to you. I don't know. Maybe we, maybe we we'll hold on to that. Yeah. But th- there might be a rumor that the uh, the small business surgeon is consulting on a uh, completely censorship-free video streaming service for uh, for news media. But that might just be a rumor at this point. What do you think? Seems like a pretty hot rumor. Uh, yeah. I've been hearing it a lot lately. So yeah, that's uh, that's something that's on the. Uh, it's it's about to move on to the front burner. It's been on the back burner for several months. Um, but we've we found some investors and we found uh, the right legal team. We found the right app development team and we found the right internet solution. So watch out, Elon. We're coming for you. <laughs> no, not coming for him. No shit. I'll... We're gonna take his his, his Elon whatever. What did, what would Musk call his own platform? I have no fucking idea. None whatsoever. Musk space. I like him though. You know, I like. I him. I think he's wacky, but I think he's got a lot of really good ideas i, li- I like that he's got the uh, the balls to be a disruptor i mean he needs somebody that has the balls to tell him no though yeah yeah that's true that's true but like i don't think that i don't think that elon's gonna run out of money anytime soon yeah, he's he'll just make more i think that buying a 10 percent or a nine point whatever percent stake in twitter is a really good move by him because like like i said the the twitter can almost be lumped in with with like legacy media at this mm-hmm. point and it's uh, been around long enough you know, but the amount of mistrust that now exists in those those spaces, I mean, you know, fucking, we've almost got more monthly listeners than CNN at this point. Like, nobody fucking cares. If CNN loses the airports and the nursing homes, they will literally have nobody left watching their shit because nobody trusts them. Yeah. Nobody trusts Facebook fact checkers mm-hmm. anymore nobody trusts twitter anymore and the fact that we've been fed lies for so long has now led to this how do we fix that though we, we start our own media companies we start yeah, but our like, own internet i know that i can't be bought but like and you know that you can't be bought oh i can be bought uh, <laughs> god dang it you, so, so, you completely ruined my point <laughs> sorry my bad I was just thinking, I can't be bought and i'm like man fucking nine figures and buy me shit <laughs> um, but no dude, like I'm, I'm not I don't get know bored. how we go and get that trust back. Even I, starting our own platform, how can't. do you say, hey, we're not terrible, and then just have people believe you? I'm not going to sell my integrity, because that, that, right. that, that, that's all we have. And I think if you can if you can vouch safe, and if you can back up everything you say with, hey, this is the news, and here's the source. I think that's what's been missing. Because you get sources say, like, well, what sources? What sources? Well, who? An anonymous tip-off has, like, no, you mm. just made that shit up. Like, so, and, and then the big thing for me is is allowing the discourse 
and allowing the discussion, allowing the debate, allowing that back and forth, and that you know, right now, like if if you bring something up, there's no discussion. It's just it's just censored. It's just stopped. Mm -hmm. Like you know, what if I want to discuss? The fact that the, the 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 Ukraine war might not be all it seems on the surface, well, you know, the more you talk about it, the more it's shut down. Mm -hmm. And so, if I there, there's a very um, famous phrase that I cannot remember word for word, and I'm gonna butcher, but it's the one that says that that uh, you know, when a man's afraid of of what you have to say, he's gonna cut your tongue out. Like the first casualty of war is the fucking truth. So I think this is a great move. Um, I would like to see, uh, I would like to see a little more free speech on the internet, and uh, I think that uh, I think that with with that much that much influence over Twitter, I think that we'll see uh, we might see some stuff because if if they don't pivot, they will fucking die. Oh yeah. Um, and and Facebook as well. Facebook's probably going to have a MySpace moment at some point. I think uh, Facebook's probably already had their MySpace isn't like they don't exist anymore or myspace is in like they were the biggest and then they're not anymore yeah basically all the cool kids are gonna leave i, it's, I think that's already happened yeah um, or that's happening as we sit here speaking yes yeah uh, but but facebook's a safe place to you know keep up with your grandma and uh figure <laughs> great out, place to keep up with your grandma figure out what's going on i keep up with your grandma on that and it's great i really hope not <laughs> she's not been posting anything for about four years now oh damn <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what's the next headline? Dry oh, feed. Let's that, that's, uh, you know, let's be like, oh, she's she's one of those. Uh, she's a, she's a deceased musician. <laughs> what is she doing? Decomposing. <laughs> it's terrible. It's bad. But they give you a book of these jokes at the hospital when you ha have a baby. They hand you a book of dad jokes. Do they give you volume two, or do they give you this like, second copy when they, they have your second? They they give you the second copy, but it's actually bound in anecdotes of the great accountants, so you can leave it on your bookshelf and nobody will read it. Mm. <laughs> what's what's the third headline, pal? We've got um Hertz. You know uh Volvo, they own Polestar. God, man. So Hertz has partnered with Polestar, and every time I hear the name Polestar, I just think of a, an amazing lap dancer. It's a strip club. <laughs> it's just an amazing lap dancer. I, I tell you what, though. Polestar shit is like fucking legit. Oh man. yeah, That's they some got some sweet cool cars. stuff. But all right, so what's this say? Hertz to buy up to sixty-five thousand electric cars from Polestar. <laughs> I think. But <laughs> if Polestar does like fucking Apple and includes the charger and headphones separately, <laughs> just rock up at Hertz. No way, no charging block to plug it in. <laughs> Um, so I think sixty-five thousand pole stars over the next five years. I don't think electric cars are the solution to everything right now. I don't think semis. I think need diesel just because of how long they run. I don't think yeah. batteries are there yet. And how good um, they sound. Yeah, it's incredible. You know, imagine how shitty an electric semi would sound. Like, terrible. Like, what is that? Um, <laughs> semi for ants. I think for like local delivery stuff, like mail trucks. Oh yeah. Oh, like buses. Have you seen the the local Aggie buses? Uh uh. They've got like two or three full electric ones now. No way. Yeah, they like they make noise because they're silent. Oh, so they have, to, like, they have beeping noises on mm -hmm. them. Yeah. It's kind of cool. That, anyways, um, I think for like rental cars, this is a fantastic. Yeah, idea. it's probably not a bad idea to be fair. Um, the compact Polestar Two. Is that what it? That doesn't look compact at all. Well, it's a quote-unquote compact, but it, it's it's pretty much the same same size as a midsize sedan. Two hundred seventy miles of range coming out by twenty twenty four. 
Um, I saw one at the uh, at the Renaissance in Dallas when I was up there. Yeah. Uh, at the hotel that had one parked in the valley, and um, it was on uh, manufacture plates. But we definitely had a good uh, a good look around and a good drool. They they make some really attractive cars. I think it's a great move for Hertz. Is it I, look good? Oh yeah. I just man, I just want to know how they're gonna how we're gonna fucking handle all the electric. Like, could you imagine the load that's going to come on our power grid over the next five to ten years as we start transitioning to electric? Like, I don't think the the infrastructure can keep up. I don't think we've got the, ener- you don't the think energy. I don't think we've got the energy infrastructure to keep up with the the demand from charging these fucking things. And and by the way, the next car I buy is going to have the 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 most powerful manual transmission car I can find, probably with a big fucking V eight because. Um, in all honesty, that'll probably be the last one. Um, you know, we're, we're moving into an era where high powered manual transmission cars just Don't will, exist. will cease to exist. And, um, so yeah, I think my next car is, is, is going to be my last brand new stick shift. Because... Not necessarily high power, but the, uh, new what, Toyota Corolla GR just mm. dropped and that's, that's all wheel that. drive stick shift. Mm, I oh, saw that. Man, that thing looks pretty good. I did say I'm partial to hot hatches. Looks kind of sick. Yeah. Um, I thought you were more like a golf R kind of fan. I absolutely love golfs and that whole body style. Thing. Yeah. That's a, that is the go-to hot hatch. So if anybody from Volkswagen is listening, <laughs> Kyle takes a size medium in golfs. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I think electric cars for for this dude, are I, a phenomenal. Oh, for rental cars, yeah. yeah I, I can't, I can't fucking wait till they become like mainstream, dude. Can you imagine? The part that scares me is you're gonna have some geriatric motherfuckers driving SUVs that weigh four tons that go zero to sixty in two point two seconds. Yeah. No, I can't even allow them to drive their Buicks down the highway without fear that they're gonna flip them on the on ramp. Oh. Yeah, that and is true. And those go zero to sixty in the month of February. Yeah, but surely they'll have like an old person setting on them where you can just like turn the dial back. You know what? They should bring out a Spinal Tap version of the Tesla where you just crank it and it's like this one goes to eleven. Why not make that? Would actually be pretty cool. The all the yeah. modes that your all Tesla modes, has is a big knob you can turn and click <laughs> eleven. <laughs> you have to push ludic- it in and turn it a little bit more. It's not ludicrous mode anymore. It goes to eleven. That'd be sick. Why don't you just make ten faster? No, because we because the dial goes to eleven. <laughs> we should totally we should we should tweet that to Elon Musk. Elon, make business the, idea. Make the Tesla go to eleven. <laughs> Screw your buying Twitter. We need this. <laughs> it's pro- he'd probably do it. Probably just a software issue. Um, but shit, I think that you you cannot have like fucking performance electric SUVs for the standard market right mm-hmm. the the average driver in america is terrible and half of them are worse than that that's terrifying yes and like you know like looking at um richard hammond driving the rimac um is that the one that, no the rimac's the truck isn't it oh well what which was is it? the one that he threw off the side of i the thought cliff. that was the rimac maybe it might be the rimac. maybe I'm, they, they said it was named after a lady's shaver which I could see Rimac. I could see a, Rimac be, be a good name for a, a woman's razor. Yeah. So, um, but like as fast as that was, like that was the first real, um, real evolution of the electric supercar, mm-hmm. and it left uh, six, seven hundred horsepower Aventador just like it was standing still, and uh, it left that cliff like it was standing still. It did. <laughs> 
But what I'm getting at is like regular cars, regular shit is is already coming to market at sub four seconds zero to sixties, and that's like the regular shit. Mm-hmm. Um, at some point, they got to put a cap on the fact that you cannot have a Chevy Suburban that will do zero to sixty in one point nine seconds. It's just not safe. The the power's there and the technology's there though. You look at the Tesla truck and you look at the new Hummer truck, mm-hmm. uh, the, the new, Crab Walk, the, yeah, mm. the Ford Lightning truck, all that shit. The the power's there. Can you imagine like getting one of them into some the hands of some nerds and them like, oh, you just swap the batteries out for this, or no, just connect that battery to this one with a really big wire and see how Good fast the shit God. goes. Like electric drag racing. I mean. It's just instant. The thing talk. is, you'd be able to reuse those too. It's not like you run it down the strip for the three seconds and you got to go rebuild your ten thousand horsepower engine. Mm-hmm. You just just go run it again. Put on some new tires, re-plug it back in, and just send it back down the strip. Just go raid the General Electric factory. <laughs> <laughs> is that a turbine? <laughs> I'm um, gonna miss the the sounds though. Oh, the percussion in your chest of, like, a fucking race car racing. Just super high cam old muscle car that... No, no, no. Is that what that causes that? No, um, it's saying potato really fast over and over. Give it a try. Potato, potato, potato. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Try it again. Potato, 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 potato. Yeah, that's exactly what it's... That's also the uh, intro to Van Halen's Hot for Teacher, if you didn't know. (laughs) All right, so just drum potato. <laughs> In fact, pretend you're a cammed 69 with a 305. <laughs> it kind of fucking works. So yeah, um, electric cars are great. I think Hertz buying these is, is fantastic for. Is, I think the company and is a great idea. I think and, they make um, phenomenal because no one takes their rental car out of town. You just and piddle it around, and go park it at your hotel. And- Volvos are insanely underrated cars in the u.s market they do very well in europe for some reason uh americans and swedes that like oil and water like but like volvos are just a, a wonderful car they um, um i don't know which one what year it is it's probably a late 80s model but they used to make those wagons oh and oh so the wagon you're talking about is the 240 which is yes late 80s and then the the version of that that I always wanted, it was the next uh, version up. They came out in '99 with the V70, and then uh, in 2004 and five and maybe even six, they had a model called the V70R, and that is my ultimate Volvo. It's a 300 horsepower all-wheel drive wagon with manual transmission available, and uh, they're rarer than rocking or shit, mate. You can't find them out here at all. So uh, yeah. Dream cars. Uh, Kyle takes a size medium in a Volkswagen Golf R, if anyone's listening. And uh, I'll take a Volvo wagon, if anyone's got, got one kicking about. All right. Just... we got to move this on, mate. We're, we're taking oh. up all day here. Oh, it's, damn. Uh, yeah. Um, so, anyway. All right. Uh, well, last one, I guess, was the uh, last... super cool Let... shut up fool. All right. So, what what is super cool? The, the, lighter, the lighter side of the show. Explain to us what it is, man. Oh, so the this part of the show is we take an article that's a bit lighthearted, and we decide if we think it's super cool or we think it's super lame, and that's where we say, shut up, fool. You know, Mr. T, you know. Shut up, fool. It's right here. <laughs> um, I love it. All right, what's the article? So, if you remember, the Oscars happened, and Will Smith I wish I didn't. slapped Chris Rock for making a joke about his wife's alopecia. Okay. Two parts. You shouldn't slap people for jokes. That's true. That that's not cool. Like Will Smith, you should know better. Second, 
I think it was fake. I think it was planned. Yeah. If you were Chris Rock. I, I agree. I, I'm not sure why we're giving this air time, but you've already fucking started, so we will. All right, carry on. I think it's fake. I don't think that. Why do you think it's fake? Because Oscars have been going down in ratings for the past five, six years, and truthfully, I didn't even know they happened until I woke up the next day and found that Will Smith had slapped Chris Rock. Same. Watching the footage of it, it looks like he pulled it. I don't know why you open hand slap a man that just insulted your wife. So, who was the main sponsor of the Oscars? I do not. Would it surprise you if I said it was Pfizer? Not truthfully, but why would Pfizer be sponsoring the Oscars? Who has a brand new to market drug specifically for alopecia that's just dropped this last week? Pfizer? Uh-huh. Really? So, Will Smith played one of the most famous boxers in the world in the Ali movie. So, I assure you he's had at least six months worth of boxing training just so he could get that movie right and get his acting role right. And within six months, you learn to throw some seriously powerful punches if you're doing it right. And so, as somebody that's had significantly longer than six months worth of boxing training, um, I know Will Smith, if he wanted to, would have had the power to uh, the power to knock him out. What's that look on your face for? Yes, uh, this was March 29th. Pfizer Incorporated announced a positive top line results from a second phase three study of a alopecia medication. I can't pronounce it, so I'm not going to okay. try. So but... what do we do? We sponsor an event that is desperate for some publicity. We find the most famous person we can with alopecia, and then we get a comedian to make a joke about her, and the man nominated for best actor to go and act. Oh, imagine that. Yeah, of course it's fake, mate. It's all fucking fake. Everything you see is fake. Like, all of it. We own a media company. I... Sh- I know, and like, like I know, and our tag is engineer your reality. So which like, is what we, we know do. how to make like, your reality whatever you want. Exactly. I know how to fake anything in Photoshop. Exactly. And I still struggle to go. That's fake. Yes, and and the reason I believe it was staged is that um, number one, if somebody gets on the stage at an event like that, there's fucking security everywhere. Secure, right. Security would have pulled him. Um, number two, like. Man, this is going to be racist. So, all you racial people, forgive me. I boxed at a gym that was, like, right on the line of the hood. Mm-hmm. Um, I was probably one of, you know, 5 or 10% whites. It was all black kids, right? All of them. And, like, it was wonderful. I made so many friends. But the one thing I learned about about black kids is most of them most of them learn to fight most of them learn most of them learn stand up most of them throw hands like most of them can like their family takes them to gyms to learn or they're just forced to learn I don't know I don't know but like and and I don't have a whole lot of fucking interaction with, with black culture 
but I do know that they're very prideful about stand-up fighting and boxing. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it, it runs way deeper through them than it does in, in, in white people that I was around. And so, like, black kids can fight. Chris Rock should have been able to fight. And if you notice him on the picture, he's standing up straight, and he shuts his eyes, and he turns his head towards it. And that, to me, says he knew it was coming, and he was waiting to get slapped. Because if... I'm being walked down by Will Smith and he's walking up to me and I'm on a microphone, I'm immediately adopting... Yeah. I'm, like, I'm starting to lean back and have maybe a defensive position yeah, like, and go, hey, Will, what, I, just made, I just made a joke about your wife being bald and now you're walking me down. I'm I'm going to get ready to fight because mm -hmm. I see him walking me down. Well, he didn't, he didn't get ready to fight. He didn't get ready for anything. Just stood there and took he it. He just stood there and got slapped. So yeah, it was absolutely fucking staged. All of it's staged. The world is a stage. Like, these people put this shit on to make us talk about it so we don't talk about the rampant fucking human trafficking and drug trafficking and arms trafficking and all this other shit that the people that are in charge are, are doing like i don't think there's actually anybody in charge everybody's just grabbing whatever shit they can and like it's it, it big fucks little always it's all about money but no i don't think i don't think will smith's was was angry at chris rock um, I think he was doing what he was told to do mm -hmm. and they were generating views and discussion and debate like this yeah. and they wanted to talk about fucking Pfizer's alopecia treatment and here we are now knowing that hey Pfizer's got this fucking new alopecia medicine did you see Will Smith like I mean it's just marketing mate <laughs> they've done a great job of it they have it definitely but has worked I, I don't think you know Director Judd Apatow expressed strong criticism of Smith's actions, saying he could have killed him. No. Like, get the fuck out. No. Like, if you would have died from that slap, you were on your way out anyways. It's just, just terrible. Like, fucking... I don't know. But, like, I just think that... So you think this is all just a big... Publicity stunt. Publicity stunt yeah, for well, their, their... I still can't pronounce it's, it. Medicine. It's back to the authenticity again. People turned off the news because of the last two years of bullshit. Mm -hmm. People also turned off Hollywood because you had every fucking actor, every A-lister, every fucking mouthpiece just talking about COVID and talking about vaccinations and talking about you've got to do this, you've got to do this, you've got to do this. And it's all turned out to be the biggest load of fucking horse shit that humanity's ever been fed. What I believe happened over the last two years is the biggest crime against humanity that has ever existed. Like, I think that fucking COVID was developed in a lab by money that the US taxpayers paid to have the fucking development done. And I don't just think this for the sake of thinking it. Like, this is like shit that has been proven, that is out there from Freedom of Information Act, fucking politicians' emails that we can see. Like, this is just not good, man. People have been fed this shit and they were fed it from Hollywood and they were fed it from A-listers and then they realized that, hey, we don't actually need to go to the movies anymore. These people talk shit. We don't need to listen to what they're saying anymore. It's not true. And I don't know that, that, that Hollywood will ever recover because the model that Hollywood exists off of and profits off of has changed so dramatically in the last five years. When you look at all the independent studios and all the independent media that Netflix and that Amazon and that Hulu and that all the other fucking places 
are able to pay for now and develop themselves, I think Hollywood gets less and less and less relevant. And it's not like it was in the 80s and in the 90s where if you wanted to be in a movie, you had to go through a certain set of political and fucking everything. I mean, to, to be an A-lister, to be popular, to be in a movie. Whereas now, like, and, and it, it kind of started, I guess the Blair Witch was the first one that was, what, maybe 20 years ago now, 20 15 20 years that's ago the one Blair which came out looks like it's a documentary a film yeah in the woods but about. it was it was made by college kids and, yeah you know, they had a you know forty thousand dollar budget and had a best-selling movie out of it um that was like the little crack in the dam but now there's no reason whatsoever that you can't make a fucking movie with just the stuff you've got lying around the office oh yeah and youtube and twitch have shown that where like i don't do you i don't okay i don't think we're gonna have any of those massive celebrities anymore Mm -mm. i think we're like like you're saying hollywood's not gonna recover in in let's go let's look at fighting for example uh that's the best best example i can give you uh mike tyson when mike tyson fought in the 1980s the fucking world stopped he was the biggest fighting superstar on the planet he was the baddest man on the planet like but we didn't have 700 channels where I could go watch 50 different Mike Tysons. And so I think it's the same in the movie industry. You know, we're not going to have another Arnold Schwarzenegger dominate everything. We're not going to have another Sylvester Stallone dominate everything. Um, I think, you know, I think the last action hero is probably The Rock. He's not even an action hero anymore, is he? I mean... As long as it's as long as it's in a jungle and he's wearing khakis, the guy can fucking shoot any movie you want, <laughs> any any role. As long as I'm I'm a, I'm a bald, muscly guy Dirt wearing khakis. We got Jumanji. We got Jumanji too. Oh, I love The Rock, man. I love The Rock. I think he's I, he, the one thing I like about The Rock is his fucking work ethic. Oh my, like, his uh, workout routines or yeah. whatever. Everyone's like, oh, he takes steroids. I'm like, like God, no, no, no. have you seen his videos? I, like, I bet he does, man. He probably needs them for all the fucking workouts he does. <laughs> Jesus, God put his body back together my christ no i mean you you can't look like that without the effort without the work i mean obviously he fucking works his ass off that dude is shredded i got like he'd be on my top 25 list of people to to fucking hang out with man i got i got mad respect so uh not that yes not that he is listening to this but like if he did sorry for right anybody knows the rock send him send send him this episode send him our apologies (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to fight the rock please all right shit no so i guess on manufactured controversies in worldwide television pretty pretty shut up fool shut up fool i'm sick of listening to that shit like be authentic tell the truth and put out good quality content and you'll find an audience you'll build an audience but like the days of the superstar man the days of the fucking oscars nobody cares you'll shit the bed when you lied to us for the last two years consistently so sorry as soon as you had gal Godot try to sing imagine by john lennon man like just like you just you get i how fucking desperate do you have to be to take sponsorship from fucking pfizer and to pay two a-listers to start a spat so you can sell more drugs like how fucking how stupid do you think we are like shut up fool take that shit back to hollywood and fuck off with it we don't need it all right (laughs) on that note (laughs) 
I mean, you have anything to add? It's just a, it's no, a I think that is a waste of time. That is a drop microphone. A complete waste of time. All right. Well, uh, yeah. So now you all know what I think about Hollywood. Um, <laughs> it's going to be awkward when I meet Will Smith, isn't it? No, it's not. <laughs> all right. So uh, I think that wraps up the show, right? Just tell him that Pfizer paid you to slap him. Oof. Yeah. All right. So that wraps up the show. That uh, <laughs> if you've got any. Uh, news articles you want us to discuss if you've got anything that you think we should be talking about on this um, you can shoot Kyle an email what's your email address Kyle? kbeasley at txfoundry.com alright you can shoot Kyle an email and we'll get it on the show um, I think that's going to be it for today this uh, this episode of Sam and Kyle see what's up tune in Friday we'll have Friday Fire and then uh, on Monday for next week's uh, next week's guest do we know who that is yet Kyle? I don't think so not yet all right, we should probably get like a list of the guests. We really should, like a big whiteboard or something. Imagine that. All right, you'll be good. Stay safe. We'll see you Friday. Say bye, Kyle. Bye, Kyle. small business surgeon podcast if you've made it this far you clearly like it so go on itunes and leave us a five-star review this helps people find the show and spread the good word share with friends and follow us at small business surgeon on facebook and instagram thanks for tuning in and we'll see you for your follow-up next week the small business surgeon was recorded at texas media foundry in historic downtown Bryan, texas Check them out at txfoundry.com or on social media at txfoundry. Thanks for tuning in.